0: Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners, so I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. This is a second bonus episode as part of my Bold Darling launch. Doors are closing on Thursday, 23rd of June, so if you're listening to this within this window, this is our last chance to get you into bold, darling, over these next couple of days. So in this episode, I am sharing the masterclass that I just hosted, so I'm calling it Money Keys, How to Unlock More Abundance in Your Business, and the reason I hosted this masterclass is that money is, quite literally, the lifeblood of any business run out of cash and the music stops very, very fast. However, it just so happens that money is also the biggest pain point for most business owners. So before I tell you about this week's episode, I first want to let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Bold Darling. Bold Darling is a platform to support entrepreneurs who understand that business is about more than business. I have seen so many of my mentees sacrifice themselves on the altar of their businesses. They've burnt themselves out. They feel like they're way behind on where they should, could be in their businesses. Their relationships are suffering. They want to grow their businesses, but believe growth will create even more problems and stress. If they're moms, they're most likely consumed with guilt about the impact their business is having on their family life. They're working long hours and are exhausted. And they wonder why they started the business in the first place, because a job was so much easier. (laughs) I've had a front row seat to this phenomenon. First of all, I've done it myself. This May, I marked 10 years since I started my first business. And secondly, I've gotten to mentor thousands of entrepreneurs in the second business of mine. Believe me, I get it. What I've designed is the exact content and structure to combat this problem. Bull Darling is built on the stance that successful businesses are about more than P&Ls, strong sales pipelines, and org charts. Sure, those things are definitely important. However, so is the energy of the founder, and anything that detracts from that, whether it's lack of productivity, challenges at home, getting stuck in fear or self-doubt, to name just a teeny tiny few, has a direct impact on the business's success. Each month in Bold Darling, we focus on a different theme as part of our annual curriculum. April was Mindset, May was Systems and Organization, and this month, as I'm recording this June, is Money. We get together every quarter for the day to evaluate our quarters just gone and also to plan the next 90 days. I host a masterclass each month on our monthly theme. And I also invite an expert to come join us for an expert workshop each month. This month, for Money Month, we've got Laura Elkaslasi, who is the CEO of Profit First Australia. And we've actually got two guests this month, my own Profit First accountant, Nadia Venditti, joining us. When you join Bold Darling, you'll be placed into an accountability group of businesses at a similar life stage as you. Right now, we have groups for startups, scale-ups, and family businesses. And there's more. We have a membership portal, there's a playbook of all the resources and templates that you might need while running your business, and also a Bold Darling book club, which is so fun. So there really, really is no need to go it alone. The answers, the support, and the guidance are all there waiting for you. To find out more and to meet some Bold Darling members and to apply, go to bolddarling.com and doors close on Thursday, 23rd of June. In my decade as an entrepreneur, I've experienced the ultimate financial highs, multi-million dollar per year revenue, a six-figure launch, and the painful lows, a 150K surprise bill, racking up credit card debt. Believe me, I have spent a lot of time thinking about money in the last 10 years, and it has taken enormous work to reach the place that I'm now in of peace, security, and confidence when it comes to the dollars in my bank accounts. In this masterclass episode, I'm sharing the greatest lessons I've learned when it comes to unlocking the abundance you dream of in your life and business, including how our beliefs impact our abundance, my four golden rules of pricing, I spent a lot of time talking about this in the masterclass, how to make your life right now feel richly abundant, the seven steps to improving our money mindset, and how to build it before you sell it. So let's jump in to the masterclass. So welcome everyone. I'm really excited to be hosting this session because it is about something very, very, very important, which is money, which as I mentioned in the opt-in page for this session, it is the lifeblood of every business. So the music stops when the money runs out very, very, very quickly. So I'd love for you as you jump in, um, if you haven't joined a masterclass of me before, a lot of you are familiar faces, which is gold. If you haven't, this is very interactive. So I'll be really chatting to you a lot. I'll be asking for your engagement because I really want to make sure that everything I'm sharing today as part of this session is something that really feeds you and helps you get unblocked with, with where you're at right now. So as you jump in, we'd love for you to share and chat. Do you have your own business? First question. <laughs> and second, what's your biggest block when it comes to money in your business right now or in your life if you don't have a business right now? So let me know. Have you got a business right now? And also, if you do, or sorry, regardless, what's your biggest block when it comes to money right now? And what I mean by block, it's the thing that's getting in the way of you having what you want to have in your life. And Laura on my team is here assisting me today. So Laura is going to be letting people into the waiting room and also sharing some links and bits and pieces as we go through as well as we need them. And Laura, I've just made you a co-host as well. So you're you're there too. So let me know, what's your biggest block right now? Chantelle, always going to cutting rather than focusing on making more money. Yes, it's such a common one. Sharon has her own business. I do. I know that. And her biggest block is going to that next level of income. Yeah, totally get that. All right, everyone, jump in. Tell me if you got your own business or not. And what is your biggest block in when it comes to money? Cat's next business, next income level as well. Okay, so as you're sharing that, friends, I want to let you know that so this is the second masterclass as part of my Bold Darling launch. And this one always feels a bit cruisier for some reason, I think, because I'm like, I'm in full launch mode and it just feels a lot more relaxed. And kind of top secret, which isn't going to be a secret if, if, if you know anyone in Bold Darling, this session is actually what I hosted to the Bold Darling group a couple of weeks ago. So this month in Bold Darling, it's all about money month. So this exact masterclass is what I shared with the group a couple of weeks ago. So if you're here almost like doing a bit of like a road test of whether or not bull Darling is for you, and uh, this experience you're about to have is exactly what you will be doing every month with me if, if you're in the group. So yeah, undercutting yourself, Marcy, yes, undercharging, Carly's, her own business and profitability. Okay, yep. And uh, lee spending on the internal business contractor costs knowing to spend but yeah 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 get it my love totally understand that one okay so if you are not familiar with bold darling so this is my mentoring program for entrepreneurs laura is going to drop the link in there so you just you've got it to refer back to during this session as well doors are closing on thursday night which is crazy Like when you head into launch and it's like 10 days, you're like, this is ages. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's upon you. So doors are closing on Thursday night and I'm actually doing calls all day tomorrow with people who are keen to join Bold Darling. So if you get your application in via the link that Laura has just dropped in, we can have a chat tomorrow. So we can book in a call, get your application in. It just means I know who who I'm talking to tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm going to walk and talk tomorrow. So I'm going to get some Ks in tomorrow. with all of these chats. So would love to have a conversation. If you're not sure if it's for you or you just want to get more of a handle on it, that I'm available all day tomorrow to chat to um, potential peeps about coming on board. So the link is there. You can have a bit of a look at that as as um as we go through the session today. So my intention for you today is to help you unlock the abundance that you want to have in your life and business. As I said, money is the lifeblood of every business. But it also gives so much peace of mind. You know, when we do have X amount of dollars, whatever that looks like to us in our bank account, when we know that we're fairly and, and you know handsomely paid for the work that we do for our clients, it, it game changes everything. You know, it really does give a level of peace of mind and security and solidness. You know, when you feel like the money bit is sorted, it gives incredible solidness in our lives. So that's my my, my wish for you today as part of this session. And um, what I'm going to do, I've got a bit of an action plan. This is going to be pretty action packed because the Bold Darling sessions are 90 minutes. So I was like, OK, I need to cherry all the best bits for this group today. So my plan for today is I'm going to dive into the beliefs that we might hold around money and why they are so important. I also want to talk about the energy of money, particularly, and I found it interesting that a couple of you have mentioned the undercutting yourselves element and you know getting to that next level of, of income um, in your businesses. I'm going to talk about the energy of pricing as well. So I've got some core principles that I operate within when it comes to pricing that I want to pass on to you because they help so much with this entire space. And the other thing I'm going to share with you is seven ways that you can upgrade your money mindset straight away, like as of today. Nothing I ever share when I do masterclasses like this or any of the mentoring I do, nothing is meant to be, oh, I'll make this work in like six months time or a year's time. What I'm sharing with you today, it's like it's today. Like we actually start to make these changes and implement these things today. And at the very, very end, I'm going to ask you, what's your one thing that you're going to implement out of today? It's called group accountability, which works really, really well in bold, darling. So that's what I'm going to do um, as part of this session. And what I would really love to invite you to do, there's a couple of different things. One, to invite you to really examine your beliefs around money, you know, start to really think about what what are the money beliefs that are driving me and motivating me. Also to identify what are the blocks that might be holding you back from that level of abundance that you would really love to secure in your life, in your business. And also, as I said, give you some suggestions, I want to give you some really tangible ideas on how you can start to upgrade your your money and, and the abundance that you have in your life. And the other invitation that I would love to kind of issue to you as we kick into this session is to invite you to talk about money more. As I wrote about in my Step Into You book, men are very, very, very good at talking about money. Wade could name probably to the nearest $15,000 what every single one of his best friends earn and and i couldn't do that i've got a small number of like my called my business besties like jules and Leela and and um stace and they're the women that I, I talk really openly with about money and it's something that i've invited bold darling the bold darling group to do as well is to start to talk more about money maybe it's not kind of in the broader container of the bold darling group but definitely within their accountability group so within bold darling you get allocated a an accountability group of three to four other members. So there's like three to five, three to five in each group. So I really said like, please start to normalize talking about money because as long as money for us women, and this is starting to kind of touch on this energy of money that I'm going to be talking about in this session, as long as money is a, a taboo topic for us women, the more we're going to almost like repel it. <laughs> we're not going to let that money in because it's it's almost seen as like a taboo topic or a dirty topic or something that we shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be talking about. So I would really invite you to start to talk about money. And what we're doing today as part of this session is that we're having a conversation about money and how we can welcome more of it into our lives and into our businesses. So I'm just looking this and quite a few people still haven't shared because I know a few people just jumped in a few minutes late. Let me know. First of all, do you have your own business in chat? And second, let me know what is your biggest block when it comes to money in your business or your or your life right now. So I would really love to, as I said, gear this session around each of you and helping you overcome those blocks that you have. So tell me in chat whether or not you have your own business. And secondly, tell me what is the biggest block that you have right now. Portia, has your own business undervaluing and undercharging? Yes, hear you. And then <laughs> I feel like there's a third horseman to that one as well, Porsche and that's over-delivering. So we 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 might undercharge or maybe we charge pretty fairly and then we over-deliver in which case we may as well have undercharged in the first place. So jump in. Let me know what your blocks are as well, because I really want to make sure that I'm gearing this session um, around all of you. Janet, scarcity mindset, fear of if I spend, what if it doesn't come in again and then I need it? Yeah, hear you. Someone on Bold Darling Group said this as well a couple of weeks ago. So, and you know what I, what what I always say to mentees when they share something like that, Janet, is it's, it's the awareness of step one, you know, that, that beautiful Maya Angelou quote, I think I used it way too many times and in step into you, <laughs> my book, but it's that idea of, you know, when we know better, we do better. So becoming aware that that scarcity mindset is something for you, Janet, I think that's absolutely step one. And I'm going to talk more about um, how we can start to turn that around as part of the session as well. Christy doesn't have her own business. That's completely fine, my love. Thank you for joining us. And she said her biggest block is believing that I deserve more. Yes, that worthiness. My yoga mat actually says I am worthy on it. <laughs> Every time I hit my, my mat, it's like, uh, Lorraine, I think this is the Lorraine who's just joined. Bold darling, if it's you, my dear. Hello, welcome. I have my own business, but also not charging enough and scarcity mindset. Lisa's in startup mode, spending lots of money. No idea how to price and make it all back. <laughs> Oh, I remember those days. Well, you're in the right place, my love. This is perfect for you. Thank you for joining. And so exciting that you're starting. I I really wish. It is you. Hi, Lorraine. This is going to be a bit confusing having two Lorraines and bold, darling, but we'll figure it out. Um, Christina, your own business, charging more to profit more. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as part of the session as well. All right, let's dive in, everyone, okay? Because I've got so much I want to take you through because this is a topic that is very, 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 very dear to my own heart because as I have shared, and, and if you've kind of followed me for a bit, you will know. I built my first business. I started it 10 years ago, my spare bedroom. I built that business to be a multi-million dollar a year business. The year that I sold the business, the kind of last year that I ran that business, we did $2.65 million a year. And and I started that from scratch. There was yeah, there was there was no investors, there was no um Bank financing, it was all me and I got it to that point. So I, I i learned a lot about how to make money in that business. And then I started my second business and I had a huge financial, like, so, like absolute flatten me. And I engaged a dodgy contractor in 2015 and they were writing our research and development tax incentive grant. Some of you in business may be familiar with that one. And we got a bit of tax relief and moved on, never kind of thought about it again. And then just after I sold the business to my business partner, I found out that actually the ATO had ruled against that decision to give us the grant in 2015. And I got a bill for $149,000 and me being the uh, person of integrity that I am. I decided that it wasn't fair to let the new business owner take on that debt, and I took it on personally. And that whole experience absolutely floored me. And and I would say that it, um, yeah, it wiped my money story. You know that positive money story as Denise Duffel Thomas says, was was absolutely wiped. So I really had to rebuild. So we're sitting here in 2022, 2022 It's t- you know it took me two two three years to actually rebuild my money story and get back to a point where. I feel like, you know, talking about some of the blocks that you're all experienced, you know, that I am worthy of making the money that I want to make. I, I can do it. I I have the the kind of the, the, the strategies to actually turn that kind of money experience around. And I'm so, so grateful to be sitting where I'm sitting, where I do feel like I've kind of come out the other side of that horrible experience back in 2018. Um, my last launch for Bell Darling was my first six-figure launch, which was so exciting. And yeah, it just feels like that. um, And I know a lot of you will be familiar with this feeling, you know, that push shit uphill, like the pushing, the agonizing, the stressing of our money. It it doesn't feel like that anymore. I feel like I've arrived at a much more peaceful, secure place, which, you know, as any of you um, can imagine, the decisions I make in my business when I'm coming from that strong, empowered, positive place. It's night and day to the the decisions that I make when I'm in that scarcity mindset. So different. And, And what's happened then is because I've kind of really worked on that scarcity mindset, what's happened is that I've actually created a lot more abundance in my business and in my life, which has meant then that the decisions I'm making in my business I'm more in the interest of the long-term success of the business, if that makes sense, rather than, okay, what's that next quick fix going to be that's going to get me out of this financial hole that I feel like I'm in? So I just wanted to share a little snippet of my, I guess, <laughs> journey when it comes to abundance, in particularly in business, because it's not an easy path. And I know for some of you on this session, that money is, is probably going to be the thing that's waking you up at 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. And I just want you to know that I see you. And I feel that because I have been that person for 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 quite a long time. So I want to say thank you, particularly to those of you who are in that disempowered, strong, you know, strung out space when it comes to money, because I know what it takes to show up for a session like that, that like this, when you are feeling like that. So I just want to acknowledge you and say thank you for joining. And I'm I'm here to help you and serve you and pass on as many of my lessons as I can squeeze into <laughs> this with our masterclass today. So I'm just touching, checking in. Christina says her own business yet. Melissa, new service-based business. Congratulations, my dear. Happy to invest money, but not making it back and the difficulties knowing what to charge, which I think is linked to a scarcity mindset and building up your self-worth and confidence to help with this. Yes. Lysandra doesn't have her own business yet. Sounds like it's in in the pipeline. Well done. Biggest obstacle, too many children. How many children have you got, my dear? I'm trying to figure out what's the tipping point when they become too expensive. Let me know. Amy says she's in seed and development stage. Biggest block is finding time to find to spend on it. Yeah, that that kind of time on your business. And Amy, I just want to see you for what you're saying as well. If you are spending time on your business right now, you know this is forced time on your business as part of this session. And I think that's why I really love the, I guess, the cadence and the rhythm of Bold Darling because that's exactly what it is. You know, you sign up to something like Bold Darling, and you've got forced. I don't like the word forced, contained time to work on your business. You know, whether it's the monthly masterclass with me or it's the time with the, the expert workshop. We've got our expert workshop happening this Thursday and it's with the CEO of Profit First Australia. Again, remembering that we're in money month this month. It's the time with the accountability groups. It's it's that time on your business. It's so important to, to contain that time and make sure it happens for you. Because until we make that time intentionally to spend on our businesses what happens is we just kind of get stuck on that hamster wheel of, you know, being in the business, in the business, in the business. And I have worked with countless mentees now on helping them, what we call is getting off the tools, you know, getting off that tools of, of, of being in, in, in the business so much and creating that space and that time where they almost like elevate out. One of my mentees, Kyla, she's in Perth. I've got my session with her this afternoon and she's, we're working with her on creating a, a CEO day, we're calling it. But what we're also saying is she's she's calling it her elevate day because it's her day that she elevates out of that nuts and bolts day to day of the business and looks critically at the business as a whole and, and where it is and where it's going. So just a little a little um, snippet. Christina says the hamster will. Yeah, we've all we've all been there, my dear. <laughs> it's not just you. So I want to talk about our money beliefs for a moment because I think we have this tendency to think, oh well, I got scarcity complex. It's just in my business. You know, it's it's something that's probably. Uh, I was just listening to Denise Duffel Thomas's um, podcast this morning, and she was talking about you know that the origin beliefs. Like, if you are struggling with scarcity complex somewhere in your life, it's it, there's some kind of a deeper origin to that. Whether it's an experience that happened to you as a child, it's something that happened to you in your your first job, it's something that happened three years ago in your business. If for me, and one of the beliefs that I held it was. That well, there's no point in making money anymore in my business because it's going to get taken off me anyway. Which was, you know, that almost like that futility story that I had, and it took a long time to really turn that around and and build that into a more empowering story. So we're all going to have certain kind of a almost like a backpack of beliefs that we're carrying around over ourselves day to day, and some of those beliefs are really positive. Like I have a, a belief that I'm really good at making money, but then they could equally be just really disempowering it and and, not serving us. So a belief that I held for a few years or three years when I was really trying to get rid of credit card debt in my business was I'm never going to pay off this credit card debt. Like I'm never going to clear this credit card debt. And I cleared it once. And then because I hadn't actually let go of the belief, I built up that credit card debt again and had to clear it again. And I'm very, very happy to say that the business credit card has been paid off in full now for Eighteen months, I think, even two years. And um, so I've I've turned that belief around. So the challenge with us carrying around beliefs, money beliefs that don't serve us, is that when we 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 carry those around, we can do anything. You know, we can work with the mentors, we can do all of the things. But until we actually get into almost like this, the the the, the, the crux of that belief, we're still going to experience whatever whatever that 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 challenge is that we're experiencing. So I would love to ask you, what's one belief? Just the first one that comes to mind right now could be one that's super empowering or it could be one that's super disempowering. What's one belief that you have around money right now? So what's one that you have right now? So again, could be business, could be kind of broader life. It could be something that's great (laughs) or maybe it's not so great. Let me know what's one belief. And again, this is us getting used to talking about money not making money and abundance, this you know, crazy taboo that we have to keep at arm's distance. It's getting comfortable and normalizing having that conversation. Carl, oh, you guys are all over it. Thank you. Carly says, it's hard to hard to make. Christy, my earning capacity is limited. Uh, Lorraine, other Lorraine, that's not easy to come by. Marcy, it will always come in. Love that, my love. Um, Lee, that you get to decide how much money you make. Love. Okay, so there's lots of beliefs. And there's just a tiny, tiny snippet of beliefs coming through. Margie, I know it's Margie or Margie. It gives me freedom. Joe, that or JP, sorry, that debt is bad. So yeah, lots of different beliefs coming through. Okay, and and what we need to remember is that there are layers of the onion. <laughs> so I I know for me, for example, when I really intentionally set around about turning around my money story two three years ago there was kind of some outer underlying one. So the credit card debt, for example, that was one I needed to deal with. And then like that one fell away and I, I dealt with the next belief in and the next one in and the next one in again. So thinking about the, the beliefs that we're carrying right now, that they can fall away. I really love one of my friends, Peter shared this beautiful quote a few years ago and it's stuck with me ever since. And she said, I love when old beliefs that don't serve me anymore fall away like dead leaves from a tree. And it can be that simple to let these beliefs go. As I said earlier on to, to one of you, step one is acknowledging that this is a belief that you're holding, that self-awareness piece. And then step two is to very intentionally start to reframe that one, that, that, that belief. And the best way that I have experienced and learned to let go of beliefs, particularly the ones that are limiting us, is to work with an affirmation that is the very opposite. So if I look at JP, for example, you're saying that debt is bad. For you, it might be, you know, debt that serves me is a good thing and helps me achieve my goals, for example. Um, Caitlin, hi, my love, says, money comes and goes, but it always comes back. Not in a positive way, though. Can you elaborate on that one, my dear? I'm not quite following that one. You're thinking on that. I know it's hard over chat. So thank you. Uh, Christy, your your example was my earning capacity is limited. My earning capacity is, is absolutely limitless. And there is more than enough money for me and uh, for me and my business and my life. So thinking about those affirmations, what I'm actually going to do, this is what I did with the Bold Darling group as well, is I'm going to share, when I send around the recording of this session this afternoon, I'm going to share my top money affirmations with you as well. So these are the things, and a great tip for affirmations if you're trying to kind of onboard some new ones and work with new ones, is to get a whiteboard marker, write it on a mirror, whether it's probably wouldn't do the bathroom, because I think the bathroom would get steamed up and it's not going to work as well for the whiteboard marker. But in your bedroom, your living room, in your hallway, wherever you need to do it, is to write the affirmation on whiteboard marker on your mirror and then say it to yourself in the mirror every time that you pass the mirror. It's a really, really good way of get it, getting new affirmations um, on board it. Caitlin says, I feel like it's around never having enough for savings anymore. Okay, got it, my dear, got it. So it's about reframing it, you know, whatever that um, negative limiting belief is, what's a kind of almost like a, a, a counter counterbalancing, yes, that's the word, counterbalancing counterbalancing affirmation would be that we'll be balancing that out and some of the ones that I love to say I actually love a lot of the ones that Denise Duffield-Thomas shares. it's my turn and I'm ready for the next step it's my time and I'm ready for the next step and another one which I think is a really 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 powerful one in business and particularly going back and this is why I love thank you so much to all of you who shared your blocks is for those of us who maybe tend to overcharge or over deliver (laughs) it's to say I serve, therefore I deserve. That is the most beautiful one to work with in business. It's you were, there's so much output, you know, you were doing so much serving that you absolutely deserve to have that abundance come back in, you know, that beautiful reciprocal energy of money. So I serve, therefore I deserve. I had that on a post-it note right here for for many, many, many months after I interviewed Denise for my podcast. So think about what are the affirmations that will help you balance out. Those not so positive and uh, not so empowering um, money beliefs, maybe that you have. And as I said, I will share my top money affirmations with you in the email with this recording later on today. And I know that a few people are kind of just jumping in. They, a few people just jumped in a little bit late, which is completely fine. So we've just talked about money beliefs, and now I'm about to dive into the energy of money and what I have learned particularly on this space. Laura, would you mind just dropping in the Bold Darling link as well, just so everyone's got it handy? So I know, I know a lot of your names already. You've been messaging me about Bold Darling. So yeah, this is really a chance for you to, I guess, what do you say? Try before you buy with Bold Darling. And also wanted to say that, just in case you missed it earlier on, I am doing calls all day tomorrow. So I've actually got a call with my own mentor in the morning. And then after that, I'm doing walk walking talks all day with potential ball darling members. So if you want to get your application in today, we can book in some time to chat tomorrow. Um, and I really love having those chats because I will be really honest. I, I kind of like to get my like doctor prescription on and, and I'll give you a really honest take on whether or not I think it's for you. And it's not in anyone's interest for you to come in if it's not a fit for you. So I'll be really, really honest with that. We can have a chat tomorrow. Um, and yeah I love love doing those conversations and drinking chlorophyll. I know this probably looks like a massive glass of coke, which you don't want me on a massive glass of coke on this session because I would talk at a ridiculous speed. So let's talk about the energy of money, okay, because this was very new to me. I know someone said, um, Janet said, you know, growing up in a scrimp and safe house that creates a scarcity mindset, you know, not wasting money and i would I would absolutely identify what you're talking about Janet there was a very big emphasis when i was growing up on yeah not wasting money and um, saving money wherever possible which you know i see my parents now and i can see that that has really served them you know they're they're very very comfortable and and established and um, but also when i started to do while well, i was having his lunch i don't know if you he can hear story with his nanny and but i know when i actually started to examine my own money stories then i realized like something i noticed in my own money behaviors was when I went out to a restaurant for dinner, that I would immediately, the first thing I would do is look at the prices of all the dishes, rather than going, what would you really like to eat? And and I would go for the second cheapest thing, you know, and it was just this kind of, again, going back to the idea of awareness, you know, I just wasn't even aware that that was something that I was doing. So becoming aware of those, those behaviors, and money, it's an exchange of energy, it's that simple. So in return for the, the money that my mentees, for example, pay me, I, in response and in return, will will give them x amount of energy in, in in response for that. So all of you, Porja, I know you've got an events business. Um, Caitlin, I know you've got a graphic design business. You've got another one you're working on. And um, I don't know all of your business and businesses. I know um, Lee, you've got a, a brilliant VM and VA and and outsourced um, ad admin function within your business. So all of you that are selling things there's an exchange of energy. So the money that you are prepared to sell your energy for is your price, essentially. And as I said, I want to talk a lot more about price in a a minute. And that whole idea of money and the energy of money, it can be a very heavy energy, like it was for me for way too long, two, three years that I was in that really, really heavy energy place. Um, Or it can feel really, really light, which is the position that I feel like I'm in now. And it is so incredibly grateful for that when it comes to money. So All of us are going to kind of be on this, almost like this vibration somewhere. We're either going to be very high vibe with money or we're going to be very low vibe. And also remembering that we can kind of switch. You know, if we get an unexpected bill for an investment property, you go, holy shit. You know, then the vibe gets very heavy, very quickly. So it's just about knowing what we need to do to kind of switch up into that high vibe, which is everything I am going to be sharing with you today. So when I really did want to make sure I talked about pricing psychology as part of this session, given that the majority of you, you are business owners. And if you're not, sounds like quite a few you want to be at some point. And and the thing with pricing is as I said, it's just putting a dollar value on the amount of energy you're prepared to give out in return to, in return for clients. And I do a huge amount of work with my mentees on this particular area. And what I really want to impress on all of you and this was a bit of a like, oh my God, yes, of course, for me, when I figured this out, is that pricing is it's it's as much about positioning as it is anything. So your price isn't just the money that you're prepared to work for or sell your, your product or service for. It's also about where you're going to be seen in the market. And I you know I have had many experiences where someone has quoted me for something. So for example, there was a business coach that one of my friends who I really, really trust. Um, recommended her business coach and when the business coach told me her rates over the phone I was like that is really cheap and I actually said it to her I was like that seems really really cheap and she was actually surprised that I said that but for me I immediately you know and it was kind of subconscious, and then it came more to the conscious level we had like a discovery meeting where like we went and like checked the chemistry for us together as you know business coach and coach coachy. Client, and and then we actually had our first session, so our first paid coaching session. Because I signed up to work with her for three months, and the whole time going through those early interactions with her, I was almost looking for evidence as to why she was so cheap. So I was saying, you know, almost like saying, I knew I knew, I felt she was too cheap, and then I would almost go and I would try and seek it, and maybe she said that, maybe that's you know maybe she's not so good at this particular, and that's why she's so cheap. So I think what's really really important to remember when we're setting prices. Is that the price isn't going to be just what's the, you know, the money that's going to hit our, our our zero file at the end of the month or when that invoice is paid? It's also the positioning that our client is going to 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 have in mind when it comes to us. So are we, you know, inverted commas too cheap? And and I would bet that quite a few of you on this session are undercharging. I and mean, you've told me <laughs> that you're undercharging. So think about that. If with the price that you're communicating to your clients, are you actually too? cheap? And, and is that communicating to them in some way? Um, because the thing is, we need to remember is that people often think that expenses equals good, cheap equals bad. You know, Are, are you potentially coming across as being too cheap right now for, for your clients and, and your customers? So in terms of that idea of, of prices around positioning, the, the other thing that I have learned around it is that the worst thing we can do when it comes to getting input on our pricing is to ask other people, Because what happens then, and this is a Denise Duffel Thomas absolute gem, and she's so right when she said this, is that when we when we set a price, we are bringing all our own money beliefs to setting that price. But when we ask two or three friends what do we, or you know, worse, ask our customers what what they would be willing to pay for something, what happens is is we're almost like getting all their money beliefs and we're putting them into a blender with our own. So decision pricing by committee is not actually a very worthwhile or productive thing to do. And I would strongly recommend that you don't actually go, go and speak to multiple people about, about setting your prices. The other thing I want to say as well around prices is that when we set a price, the market is going to tell us whether or not that price is right. So for me, for example, my quarterly mentoring package is called Power Quarter Mentoring, it used to be $3,500. Then I put it up to four and a half thousand dollars. Then I put it up to five and a half thousand dollars. And as of Laura could probably tell me, February, February, March, I think the investment to work with me for three months is seven and a half thousand dollars. And every single time, I was saying, "Oh my god, that's it! You know, there's no way this is the the phones the phones going to stop ringing. There's no way people are going to work with me for that figure." And and each time that I increase my prices. There was no impact on the number of mentees. I work with the same amount of mentees now as I did when my prices were, were $3,000. So remembering that your market is actually going to tell you when your prices are so cheap and too, too too low. And what I actually experienced was I was getting to a point where I had too many, too many mentors, mentees on, on a few months ago. And and that, that was, that led my decision to, to increase my rates to to $7,500. And when I put them up, the reason I did that was that I, I was too busy. Like I had too many people saying yes. So we always, and, and this is how I kind of tend to judge if my prices are kind of sitting around at a good good level for me at that point in my business, is when we have, we, we always want a certain amount of people to say no, right? Because if everyone's saying yes, you're too cheap. But also we need X amount of people saying yes as well. And it's just because that's how we make, make, make money and we run our businesses. So it's just about finding that sweet spot around where there's just enough people saying no there's just enough people saying yes, but kind of in the middle, we, we've got those people. We, we've got enough revenue coming in that makes us feel really, really abundant in our businesses. The other thing that I wanted to share on on the pricing, of, the psychology of pricing, is prices are reversible. And I feel like I've told a lot of my mentees this this quote lately. It's um, a Tim Ferriss quote, and he says that the definition of risk is the likelihood of an irreversible negative outcome taking place. So if we think about, you know, if you get your price wrong, so to speak, so it's too, too cheap. It's, it's too expensive. You can always reverse it. You can always change it. You get to set the prices within your business. So I think taking the riskiness out of it, I think really, really helps and has given me permission. I guess to stretch and to play more with pricing, you know, to be a bit more experimental with with pulling prices on on, on what I offer as well. So I really love that quote. I would really love for you to write it down because, as I said, I've I've shared that with a lot of mentees over the years. That the definition of risk is the likelihood of an irreversible negative outcome taking place. So if you change your prices, they don't quite hit the mark for whatever reason. You can just change them to one that that hits the mark more. Yeah, it's not irreversible. And as I said, most of you are, are probably undercharging. And I know that because you've told me. <laughs> and I would love for you to think about, like, just go there in your mind's eye for a moment. If you were to increase your rates by 20, 20%, 20,000 would also be great. If you were to increase your rates by 20%, what would the direct impact be on your business and on your life? And, and remembering you were you offering the services anyway right now. Any increase that you make is going to have a direct impact straight on your bottom line because you're already paying, you know, you're already, the output's already there in terms of offering that product or service. I was working with one of my mentees um, at the moment is a wedding. She's got a wedding planning business and we're in, we're coming up to the end of month two together. She's one of my power quarter mentees. And we went, we, we had a, a three hour intensive session together in person in Sydney a few months ago. And we were working through like her pricing and so on, and and we realized that actually one of the uh, her core product was too cheap, right? And she said, "I'm going to increase my rates by three and a half thousand dollars in order to kind of do this package." And in our accountability session, which was two weeks after our our, our in person session, she still hadn't done it. And and I said to her, "You know how how many she'd already responded to one? She she brought on one one new client at the original rate." Right? And it was three and a half thousand dollars was the difference. And she's about to make some really big changes in her business that requires like some new legal setups and all that kind of thing. And I said, that's your legal bill right there. That three and a half thousand dollars is your legal bill right there. And, and you left that money on the table because you, don't, you didn't increase your rates. <laughs> so needless to say, her rates are, are up now and she, she's already converting clients to that new rate. So have a think about what would the difference be for you in your business right now? If you have a business or if you don't have a business right now, what would it look like if your, your income was 20% higher and share with us in the chat? What would the impact be on your life? What would the impact be on your mindset? What would the impact be on the quality of work that you can create? Let me know what that looks like. Jump, jump into chat and tell me if your rates were 20% higher, what would that mean for your life and for your business? Yeah, Beck hear you on the uncharging. That's funny. I've actually got a, there's a music publicist in Bull Darling as well. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, Tamika, I interviewed her last. She was on the um, podcast last Friday in the Diary of Three Startups. So yeah, have a listen to that podcast episode, Beck. You might find that useful, um, what is what sharing in that as well. So tell me in chat, what would life and business look like and feel like if your rates were 20% higher? Okay. And as you're sharing that, I want to step you through. I've got seven Action, seven strategies to help you boost your money mindset. So I know a lot of you shared the, um, you know, the scarcity complex, the undercharging, the, the over-delivering, the, the fear that there'll never be enough, the, that money comes out, goes out as quickly as it comes in. So think, and um, what what I want to share with you is seven steps to, to step you through how to start to turn that mindset around. And as I shared at the outset of the session, this is very much built on the journey I have personally been on. Like I have walked this path. <laughs> And it hurts, <laughs> there were a lot of blisters on my feet walking walking this path, so what I'm about to share with you is that those' seven steps that really really helped me to turn that money money mindset around. so i'm going to step through and um, those in one second, so I'm seeing this uh, would call a few clients who wouldn't want to pay more, and this is the thing, my dear, you're getting this, yeah. when we increase our rates, it means that maybe you know two or three, maybe that the bottom ten percent of people aren't going to be prepared to to pay that higher rate. But with the, the the 90% who are prepared to pay the higher rate, you're actually going to be making more money and working less. Like it's it's just so perfect, <laughs> universal design. Yeah, love that, my dear. Rhiannon would invest back into the business and all the things you're leaving out. Yeah, hear you. Yeah, get it. It's a bit of a penny drop, isn't it? Melissa Mavis, that's a cool name. More freedom to continue to serve, uh, but not have to work as much or as hard. Yeah, love that. Lee, more time for me to grow the business by paying the team to do more of your doing work. Yes, I often draw this picture um, when I'm mentoring like, like a little stick, stick lady, and it's like the head and the, the legs and the arms. And what I do is the, the the business owner is the thinker, you know, that they're the head. And then what we do is we hire our arms and legs to help us, support us in doing the thinking. But we know that we've really started to arrive when we start to hand over more of the thinking. You know, that's a point where you say, okay, we're really, we're really getting somewhere here and, and the business is really scaling. Love that, Lee. Thank you so much for sharing. Kat says to be able to reinvest more into the business, so similar to Rihanna, and also at ease when jobs go over time-wise compared to estimate. Yeah, love. Belinda, opportunity to outsource more. Yeah. So it would make a difference, yeah? This would really, really make a difference. So what I would love to invite you to do, um, for those of you, particularly those of you who are talking about undercharging, is to explore, you know, what What could your rates look like? And, and what would the impact be for you as you're already identifying in, in your life and your business to do that? All right, let's go. Are we ready? Seven steps to to, to turn around your money mindset. So the first thing is to be ready to change. And I've got this quote stuck on our fridge. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And for me, with the money experience that I was having, you know, I was just, you know, I talked about a hamster wheel already. I was on this hamster wheel of keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result, you know, aka the definition of, of stupidity or insanity, whichever one you want to go with from Albert Einstein. So we need to be ready to change. And I know Rhiannon, for example, you were saying there, you're having massive realizations here. It's being ready and and saying, okay, enough is enough. And I think we can be motivated to change from almost like that carrot, like that's a carrot I just angled for you. Like what would life look like if you had 20% more coming in? But then also there's the other side, which is the stick. (laughs) And for me, honestly, just being really transparent with you all as a group, the pain got so bad for me that I just couldn't, I couldn't keep doing it. I couldn't keep putting myself through it, putting, you know, way through it, putting our family through it energetically. Like I just couldn't keep doing that. And and that that was for me, that me, it was like an away from motivation. So for you, it might be the, the carrot of, oh, wow, this is maybe there's some kind of um, blinkers coming off your eyes as part of the session to say, okay, well, it is possible for me to, to bring in more abundance and, and this is what it could look like or else maybe like me, it's more of an away from like enough. Like for me, my energy when I really got intentioned about changing this money situation was like fucking enough. I'm done. Like I'm done. I am ready for more. So being ready to change and and being open to to, to changing is, is, of course, step one. The second step to really improving our money mindset and having this kind of winning money mindset is to be grateful. And I really love the Oprah Winfrey quote of what, what we appreciate, appreciates. And of course, and I'm hoping I don't even need to say this, but I, but I, I will articulate it very clearly as part of the session as well. It's when we talk about abundance, it's not just money. You know, there's so many different ways and forms and types of abundance in our lives. And I really loved, I was listening to, oh my God, it's the best podcast episode. I got back from my walk. I was like, I just want to walk again and listen to that. It was so good. And I've I, I got a second, second part to go. And Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things uh, podcast, she's interviewing Liz Gilbert, who So, aka, like, two of my favorite authors in the whole world. No, they are my two favorite authors in the whole world. And um, talking, it's just, like, heaven to me. I was like, can I just keep walking all morning? So good. And and what Glennon talked about was um, she wrote this story back when she had her mom, mom blog. It was mom, mom Story," it was called. And she was talking about her kitchen and why she's really grateful for her kitchen. And part of the this the article she wrote was she opened up a cupboard that was full of vitamins, and she said, "This cupboard is full of vitamins, and it's not full of medication for for my kids who were sick you know and that's there's so much that we get to be grateful for in our lives. and for those of you, particularly those of you who identified that scarcity complex, that scarcity complex is it's a um it's insidious, you know, it creeps into so many different parts of our lives so being mindful of that scarcity complex and, and being you especially are going to need to be extra intentional around actively practicing that gratitude for what you do have. And for me, this was really, it really was step two. I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, need to change this. And then the next element then was, okay, let's get grateful for what you do have, because all of us right here are connected on Wi-Fi. We're getting to have this session. We're in warm rooms We are safe. We have so much to be grateful for. So I'd love to ask you when it comes particularly to the area of money and financial abundance, what is one thing that you are grateful for right now in your life? And share that in the group. Like, let's raise this this vibe altogether. The third step, so so jump in and share that while I move on to the next step. The third step in really shifting, upgrading this money mindset is upgrades. And I learned about upgrades from Denise Duffel thomas I'm part of her Money Bootcamp program. And what Denise talked about is that We've got like different levels in our lives, right? So just like airline flying, um, we've got economy class, we've got premium economy, we've got business class, and we've got first class. And what happens, and this was my biggest realization on turning things around a couple of years ago, was that abundance isn't a destination, it's a feeling. And what was happening for me was I had so many crappy economy class things around me that I actually felt broke every day. It really lowered my vibe. I had this intense scarcity complex day to day because there were things that, and, you know, she talks about economy class or things that maybe are broken or are stained or they're not fit for purpose or they're just ugly or they're just, you know, Marie Kondo, they just don't spark joy anymore. And, and I read it. I made a massive list as part of the Money Bo- Bootcamp act, you know, act, Actions of every single thing in my life. And I ra- rated it, you know, what class it sat in right now. And something that was really crap was my electric toothbrush because it had like this caked on toothpaste that no matter how hard I scrubbed and cleaned and Googled solutions, it just didn't seem to come off. So I went and I think I spent $40 on a new electric toothbrush. And that means something I use twice a day, if not more, now feels like it's a massive upgrade. Like it feels really good and high vibe. It feels abundant. Another thing was um phone chargers. So I would I had one phone charger in the house And, and this is something Denise talks about as well. She went and she actually got multiple phone charges for, for each. So she had one for each room, which means you're not doing that scrabbling thing of trying to find a phone charger whenever you need one. Another one was our blender. And this is a really good example, right? Our blender was economy class. It was like grotty. It was broken. It was like, it just smelled a bit gross. It was like some smoothie juices, like it makes me sick just thinking about it had like leaked down into the base and it was smelly. And, and it was just horrible. Like it was a crappy Kmart, um, what you call it, Nutribullet knockoff. So straight away, the first thing that I actually upgraded when I started to understand the, the the impact of having these things that are economy class around me was our blender. And I just went to Kmart. I got a really nice glass one that had a really nice light when it blended. And I think it was like $60. So that was my upgrade two years ago. And then in January this year, we got a Vitamix, which is like the kind of turbo, turbo blender. And we just love it. And the smoothies taste amazing out of it. So what I'm saying here, too, is that you don't have to go straight to first class. So when I'm talking about these upgrades, I'm not saying, you know, Beck or Ness or JP or Lee or Melissa or Rihanna. you know, you need to go and spend all this cash. Like, that's not actually going to help your abundance vibe. What I am inviting you to do is to pick maybe two to three things that are feeling really economy class for you and, and upgrade it as much as you can do right now. So for me, I went from economy to premium economy. And now I feel like we've got the, we've got the first class now, but that you know that was two years to get to the first class one. So I'd love to invite you. What's one thing in your life right now that's feeling really economy class? Another example for me was my wallet. I had this orange leather wallet that I had bought when Lexi was six months old, and Lexi had doodled all over it. It looked horrible. And think about it. You know that's where my money is living in my business. You know that's 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 the kind of the level of not my business but my life. That's the kind of level of respect and and nurturing that I'm putting on money that was living in this horrible, crappy wallet. So again, when I did the upgrades, and these didn't all happen overnight, I think maybe month three or month four, I went and bought a new daily edited wallet. It's like a beautiful black wallet with LM in gold on it. It's embossed. And that feels like a really nice home for my money. (laughs) Another one might be your You know, Tell me, what is one area that you would want to upgrade in your life? One area that straight away when I'm talking about this idea of upgrades, you're like, when I interact with that item every day, it just makes me feel broke or feel poor or like low abundance. So what's one thing that that you could upgrade? Just looking at all the gratitude pieces. JP is enjoying a chai. Ness, yeah, clients who pay me in time and appreciate what I do for them. That's beautiful. Beck is grateful. She has plenty of work. Ness is seriously going to do a 10% increase as of 1 July. 20%. Seriously, let me challenge your thinking on that. Try for twenty percent again. The market will tell you if it's too high, and I guarantee you they won't. Uh, Kate, Kat is grateful on how far you've come in your life, and especially the last few years. Love that, so good. Okay, so upgrades, Lee. Oh my lord, my Kmart dinner plates and plastic melanin plates from when the kids were babies, and now they're twenty seventeen and sixteen. Oh my dear, get get yourself. We have the most beautiful Kmart. They're like terracotta plates. I love them. Like every single time I eat off them, they feel like a massive upgrade. Uh, JP's office furniture. Yeah. Love that. Grey monstrosity. Caitlin, definitely the underwear drawer after having bub too. Okay. Oh, I don't know if you remember because obviously you were in my Melbourne group for my tour last year. And I was talking about like underwear and how important it is. And there was a woman there who like, she showed me like a bra strap and she was wearing like a, a bonds, like a crappy maternity bonds, bonds maternity bra. And like her baby was like three. <laughs> <laughs> underwear, 100%. Porsche, crockery, yay. Porsche, like, Porsche you, you eat your crockery like multiple times a day. Like it's such an important one. Christy's a new desk, love that too. And um, love, Melissa, paying for computer software. Okay, so all these upgrades, friends, remembering that this, this idea of feeling abundant, it's not a destination, yeah? It's a feeling that we have right now. And what I can tell you is having the nicer plates having some nicer towels. And again, this is like the process of a year that, that I did these upgrades. Having the, the the better blender, having the cleaner toothbrush, all these different things. I felt abundant before the money hit my bank account. Like it was almost like I was in such a high vibe place when it came to money that it was almost just, it was just a matter of time before that actually started to translate through to my business and to 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 my bank account. All right, that's number three, upgrades. Think about what's one thing and I would invite you to upgrade one thing today. Like if it's placing a Kmart order for three new pairs of knickers, whatever it is, and um, make 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 that happen today for yourself, okay? Um, Chantelle, oh, thank you, my love. Um, should have also said, if you've got any questions on bold, darling, just drop them through as you go. Um, Chantelle, not sure if it's for me yet. Is it okay to apply and make a decision after the chat tomorrow? Yes, hundred percent. The only reason I want you to get the application in is just before I call anyone tomorrow. I'm going to be looking at the applications just so I can. Otherwise, I'm just going to ask you all those questions in our chat. So just it's better for your time and my time if if I already know. So get your application in. There's no um, no obligation. We can have the chat tomorrow. Yeah. So just jump in and get that application done. And then yeah, as I said, I'll be very very honest with you tomorrow. And Melissa, I do feel abundant and grateful in my life, but I don't in my business. So challenge for you, my dear, is to think about what's happening in your in your home. What are the elements of that, and how can you almost like copy and paste that into business? Yeah, because how we do one thing in our lives is how we do everything. So there is something in you that that can actually create that abundance in business as well. Caitlin is ordering her underwear. Love. <laughs> All right, team. I'm conscious of time, so I'm going to keep. I'm going, I'm going to keep pushing on with, with what I want to share with you. The other thing, and we've already touched on this a little bit. Step four is to find money pockets. So there's certain ways that you can find more money in your business, and I'm I'm, I'm becoming quite adept at finding these money pockets <laughs> when and if I want to. So first of all, increasing prices. As I said, if you increase your prices by 20%, straight away, you've got 20% coming in. And that's going. if you manage your money properly, that 20% is going straight to your bottom line because you're already delivering the product and service for what, what the client's paying. Any, anything extra is just cherry on top. You know, it's just cream that's going to go straight to your bottom line. The other thing is to create a new offer. You know, If there's something that you've been sitting on going, I really want to create this, so many mentees, and there's a few people involved, darling, who are doing this at the moment as well. They are. I'm stopping, thankfully, that they they say, oh, I'll start selling it when it's perfect. Like when the online program is recorded and filmed and it's edited and it's beautiful, then I will sell it. Or when I've got this new um, consulting offer within my business, when it's all like locked and loaded, then I will sell it. I am the queen of selling it before I've built it. And the reason I love doing that is that there's no obligation, you know, there's no risk, there's, there's no, um, you, you, you haven't invested tens of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of hours in this thing. So I love creating something, whether it's just an email and sending it out and saying, Hey, like to two or three people, I'm thinking about creating this, is this something that you'll be interested in? And if they say yes, then I will go away and start to map it out and, and come back to them. So thinking about if there's like a, an offer in your mind, like maybe it's a new revenue stream or it kind of a whole new business that's sitting there in, in, percolating in your mind think about who could you reach out to today to say hey i'm thinking about this is this something that you would be interested in if i was to kind of progress this because then if they say yes straight away you know okay i've got a market and i can actually start to sell this and then build it build it as i go the, the other thing as well is to think about and um, getting clients to pay up front you know for for quite a few of you and i know i did this in my first business I used to charge 20% upfront in the Remarkables group and then the remaining 80% once the work was done. Then I changed it to 50% upfront and then 50% when the work was done. And, and then I was like, actually, hang on, I'm not really getting much pushback on this. And then we would just invoice straight away, like invoice upfront for the work to be done. So think about is the actual, um, are you holding off getting the money into your account with how you're structuring your invoicing as well? So finding those money pockets, increasing prices, hands down the easiest one and, and the quickest one to, to implement for there for that. Step five to, to really shift upgrading this, this money mindset for ourselves is to be generous. So when we give whether it's money or time or you know just energy, it, it sends a very, very powerful message to the universe that we've got more than enough. So I have more than enough. So for example, something Wade and I do um, we donate not donate, sorry we lend $50 a month on, on Kiva. So Kiva is microfinancing. So I set it up that we we lend to women-led businesses. I don't think I've told you that, bit. <laughs> we lend to women-led businesses. So these are for women all around the world, entrepreneurs, and we lend them maybe $50. So they get $50 and then they pay it back over time in like increments of 2 or $3 at a time. All the loans that we have ever loaned through Kiva have been fully paid back. So that's something, and that's my baseline, yeah? So that's the baseline that we have. That and then what I will do then is uh, more ad hoc when I have big launches, for example, I will donate a chunk of cash to charity on top of that. So, for me, knowing that I'm giving that $50 a month, and it's it's not you know for some that's a huge amount, for some it's a tiny amount, but you know for us, that's a dinner out together for it's a pretty low key dinner out, given we live in Sydney, cost of living here, but you know that to me, just knowing that I am doing that really really helps because I feel like I'm sending that signal there's more than enough for us therefore there's more than enough for for everyone as well. So being generous, we don't need to drop hundreds and thousands of dollars. A really great way to be generous is just take a couple of minutes of your time and your energy and send a thank you card for someone who did a really good job or someone that you appreciate. So being generous is a huge one. Step six is affirmation. So as we've, we've already touched on these, these are like your true blue, tried and tested, gold standard way to start to rewrite some of the beliefs that you might be holding around money. And as I said, as part of the, the, the follow-up to this session, I will send you my top money affirmations so you have that as well. So as I said, I would pick probably two to three, write them up on a, on a mirror somewhere for yourself, and then use that then as your kind of your cue to, 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 to let those money beliefs fall away, the ones that aren't serving you, and instead upgrade them. You know, It's almost like upgrading your computer. Someone talked about their software. Uh, it's new software. Like that affirmation becomes new software for you and your, your mindset around money. So, so important. The seventh step in, in upgrading our, our money money mindset is to celebrate the successes of others. And this was something I had to really work hard on because my own scarcity complex was so like I was so in the grips of it myself that when I had a friend or I saw someone celebrating an amazing win in their business on Instagram or I read about an amazing money in a book or whatever I was doing, it used to really cut me deep because I'd go, oh, why, why her? Why him? Why not me? What's, you know, why, why is this not happening for me? And it really became almost like a meditative practice for me. I really needed to, to own that, to acknowledge, okay, Lauren, this is how you're reacting and how I would like to react is to be genuinely really, really happy for that person. And, and that was a practice. And, and, and what happens then is that when we, can practice that genuine joy and, you know, yeah, good on you for someone else. It just means that the, the, the it's more positive energy that we're putting out around money and more positive energy that will, you know, come full circle and come back to us as well. So be mindful of your immediate gut, not be mindful, start to become aware of that immediate gut reaction that you have when someone does share a, a great money win for themselves of theirs, their own and then start to think about, okay, how can I actually start to, and again, this comes with practice. Like this was not an easy one of, of all the seven steps. This is probably the hardest one for me to nail um, through through this process that I'm sharing with you because, it, you know, we do have that sense of like, oh, I like, mean, and that gets us into victim mentality. It gets us into a disempowered state. So celebrating, you know, sitting up straight, saying, that's awesome, well done you. And the great thing for for, for when we see someone else doing something incredible when it comes to money and the abundance in their lives it makes it possible for me to do that and for you to do that as well. So by me sharing the fact that I had a six-figure launch with the Last fall Darling launch, that's making it possible for other people to do the same. So be really, really mindful of that one because it's kind of this insidious thing that kind of just creeps up. And again, it goes back to you know ch- childhood conditioning and stories and all of the things. So I really wanted to say to you, we're, we're just coming up on time here. If you've got, oh, thank you, Laura, for sharing this, the seven steps. That's amazing. Thank you. If you've got any last questions about bull darling, just, just jump jump in and drop them into chat. Laura, did you just pop the, the link in there as well again? That would be amazing. And just reminder that doors close on Thursday night. So as um Chantelle said there, get your application in. We can have a chat tomorrow. I will be walking. I'm hoping the weather's nice tomorrow, <laughs> or else you'll be hearing the rain in the background. And let's have a conversation because I know a lot of you are either kind of people that I've Shout out to you about Bold Darling last time or your people who are obviously quite interested this time around. So yeah, please do join. It's, it's it's an absolutely awesome group. And as I said, I can give you a very personalized read tomorrow on the phone as to whether or not it's a fit for you as well. So in closing, coming back to the, the money mindset topic, we need you making money. <laughs> the power that you can have as you know, upstanding women of integrity the, the the visibility that 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 you have within your communities and your families and, and your you know society, the impact that your your money can have is it's untold. You're not just by you making the money and passing on that money to, you know, whether it's causes or products that you believe or certain people that you believe in, just the fact that you are seen as someone who is making money and is spending that money and um, it makes it possible for other people, you know? So, so it's really, really, really important that, that we nail this because a, there's the kind of the immediate kind of impact on you. When I asked you what your life would look like if there was 20% more cash coming in, I mean, a lot of you just said, well, that would just be life-changing. So that's kind of the immediate impact on you, but then the broader impact is on your, your teams, your communities, your families, you know, for our kids, as you know, for those of us have kids, to see us making really great money, you know, that's, that, that's huge. <laughs> JP said she just accidentally typed gold, darling. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Maybe that's what we need to rename. Maybe for the 10th anniversary, we'll call it gold, darling, for the year or something like that. And also, we need to talk about money. I really love that you joined this session, particularly for those of you who have money, proof for money is a more that kind of negatively charged topic right now. I'm so grateful and glad that you have joined the session because it's not easy, you know, to front up and actually have that have have that thought and have this conversation if it is a charged topic for you. So in closing, I want you to uh, I want to ask you, what is the one thing that you're going to implement out of today? So just re- re, you know, recap, we've talked about being ready to change, being grateful, we talked about the upgrades, finding money pockets, being generous, uh, practicing affirmations and celebrating the success of others. And we've also talked about pricing, you know, that I could probably do a whole three day session on pricing. <laughs> Maybe one day in Bull Darling, we will do that. So tell me what's the one thing that is, um, that, that you're going to implement out of today. Melissa, biggest barrier is the first client. Ah, oh, yes. And um, Rhiannon is a member. Rhiannon who's on a session here is a Bold Darling member. And she set a goal that she was going to get three Clients, I'm hoping I getting this right, Rhiannon. Three clients when we did our April planning together, and she's got four. And I'm sure, Rhiannon. Yeah, you could speak to just that mental breakthrough of like, okay, I've got my first client. And you're right, Melissa. Like, a, well, I like attract like readers. The upgrades, cats, twenty percent, baby, love, mm. Margie, Margie affirmations, the upgrades. Yeah, Ness, increase your prices by twenty percent. Yeah, just do it. Just change them and see what happens. As I said there's it's completely error irre- it's, it's completely reversible. melissa's going to buy the software yeah i mean that's such an amazing investment in your business oh shalini my love hi i didn't know you're here talking about money porsche's upgrades deborah's kiva kiva's k-i-v-a my dear just in case you it's k-i-v-a and um, lee's going to upgrade the subscriptions christy's going to do um her upgrade i think you mean update and um, rihanna it's tough but so rewarding yeah my love well done so proud of you. That's awesome uh caitlin abundance isn't a destination it's a feeling i'll implement a, a price increase for the new financial year and this is the thing you know caitlin great point you know one july it's the perfect opportunity and the other thing just in closing i know we've talked about, a lot about pricing because these, these sessions go wherever the group need them to go but how many times have you gone to the hairdressers or have you gone to get your waxing appointment or get your nails done or go to the doctor or whatever you've done and it's just a little sign at reception saying, just letting you know, from one July, we're increasing our prices by X percent. And we don't even blink. You know, the thing is people are, your clients are so caught up in their own worlds that they're actually not going to give this amount of attention you're going to give it to. (laughs) So just be mindful of that as well. All right, my dears, we've gone three minutes, three minutes over. I would happily spend all day chatting about this. This has been such a lovely group. Thank you. I've loved this time with you. Thank you so much. And as I said, would love to be welcoming you into Bold, darling, with open arms over the next few days. So please do get your applications in and we can have a chat tomorrow. And yeah, let's just figure out if if, if it's a good time for you or not. All right, my loves. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Have an awesome afternoon. And yeah, get that, get the abundance flowing for yourselves. Thank you so much for joining me in this another second bonus episode this week. I really hope that if you do have a business or you're planning a business, that you're looking at Bold Darling because it is, it's my sole work, this group. I just, I just love everything, everything about Bold Darling and what we get to do in the world together. So please do check out boldarling.com, get your application in. If you're listening to this beyond the uh, doors closing, then go to because you can hop on the waitlist and you will be first to know about the next time doors open. So thank you so much again for joining me. Thank you for all of your beautiful support during this launch. And I look forward to sharing another episode with you next week. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast so please get in touch on instagram my handle is at lorraine remarks and through my website LorraineMurphy.com.au. if you're enjoying what i'm putting out here please do rate review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better do all three chat to you next week